Podcast this week is brought to you by Bloke and a Barbie. Clutzy, I have been abstaining from blokes for a little bit too long. Oh, dude. And it's all coming to a head. Oh, dude. I know exactly what you were talking about. This Saturday, obviously, Josh and I will be taking part in the Podcast Royale. In preparation for the fight, I've given up the one thing that means most to me in life, and that is Bloke and a Barbie. And there's one thing that I'll be doing as soon as that bell goes in the final round. Yeah, you can be rest assured that we will be fucking smashing so many blokes down our throats come Saturday night. Yeah, and probably Sunday. And Sunday. Maybe even Monday. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going on a bender. Yeah, we might go on a bender. Yeah, we, might, we might go on a bender. Maybe we should record a few eps, get ahead, and just go on a bender. Yeah, fuck. I think we deserve it. <laughs> yeah, I think we deserve honest. it as well. And I think if you're listening to this, you deserve it. Yeah, fucking oath. You deserve to go on a bender with blokes down your throat with bloke and a bar beer. That's so it. make sure you head to bloke.shop. Blokeinabar.com. Blokeinabar.com, sorry. You can also go to bloke.shop. They probably can. got some merch there too. They do. Um, but go to blokeinabar.com. Go to the store locator and put in your postcode to find where your nearest stockist is. Get some bloke. You deserve it. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. The podcast this week is brought to you by Domino's. It is brought to you by Domino's. Now, as you know, Clutchy and I have been hard training for the Boxing Royale, which took place over the weekend. Domino's hit us up today. I'm like, we've got a bit of a reward, boys, for all your hard work. We really want you to treat yourself this week. So they've come to us with a new code for us to share. But we thought, you know, let's share it with the frothies as well. Why not? Like they didn't specify saying that it's not for everyone else. Yep. Now the code is BBB. B, there's four Bs. Just, wow. just I wanted to like just emphasize that to make sure people know I'm serious. Four Bs, WK, okay. which stands for Boost Week. Oh, lovely. What's BBB Boost week? week. So for this week only until Sunday, you can get one pizza for 30% off, two pizzas for 40% off, or three pizzas for 50% off Holy using shit. that code. That's fucking incredible. It is fucking incredible, Josh. It's so good. And I think we have earned a lot of pizzas. Yeah, I might have 50,000 pizzas this week just to make up for it. Yeah, what? So that's like, you're only going to pay for like 25,000 of us. Yeah, so we're essentially making money. Yeah, exactly. You get 25,000 pizzas for free. When you do bike maths, it's essentially you're eating for free for the rest of your life. The more you eat, the more you make. Fucking oath. So if you want to make money this week, go to Domino's and use the code BBBBWK. Hey guys, welcome to a special edition of Crushing Tins. You're with Klutz and Dars today, and we're going to bring you the half hour of sour. Now, probably the most common question that we've got uh, since starting the page, I would say, Dars, I don't know if you'd agree, but I think the most common question we've got is, what is a sour? Yeah, definitely. I think as well, um, anytime we've posted anything about a sour, people have... um sort of gravitated towards it the most i think maybe just because it's so something so different and enjoyable that everyone's been getting around so um yeah it's been going off on our page every time we post anything about it so yeah definitely i think it's um for me i suppose before this page i never had a sour really i'd I'd have one but i'd only tasted it one yeah exactly so it's just such a um such a different 
beer. It's it's not like other beers. Like, you know, IPAs are like pale ale sort of, just a bit stronger. But a sour isn't really like anything else. Yeah. Um, and they're so, so different. Like the different sours, you know what I mean? You can have some that are completely different to other ones even. I suppose it's the same with all like pale ales and IPAs and stuff. But yeah, different flavors and levels yeah, of sour and stuff. So Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we've sort of been talking during this uh, coronavirus stuff and we figured let's go through some of the beers um, and we might as well start with sours so we can actually better explain exactly what sours are so you know what you're getting yourself into so yeah, Darth, I believe a, you've done a bit of research yeah a bit week. of a bit of a shit time so um usually we'd be getting together to do the podcast and record it and have a few beers but we're catching up via zoom um, but yeah we just thought we'd try and do a bit more of an educational one short sharp one because it's going to be hard for us to sort of, or harder to sit down with anyone from breweries and places like that. So while we've got some spare time outside of work and stuff, just punch some out. But yeah, um, done a bit of research um, over the last couple of days because, excuse me, um, much like Josh, I'd never had a sour before this, uh, before this page, a sour beer. So I really had no idea what they were, um, but I, all I know that is that I really enjoy them. Um, so I reckon, and this t- also, I want to preface this by saying I have no, like, I'm definitely not an expert and I've just learned all of this through Google. So if, if there's someone out there who's, um, you know, sort of more acquainted with it than me than I, and I'm butchering it, I apologize, but, um, yeah, we, we don't claim to know everything. We're just trying to, um, stuff we're interested in and you guys might be interested in it too. So just delve a little bit deeper into it. Um, but for me, I reckon that sales have been really popular because, well, between us and our group and stuff and is because they're not really like any other beer it's sort of like what you said before it's it's really easy to drink they're not really offensive um you know really light and refreshing almost i hate saying it but it's closer to like a soft drink rather than a beer if that makes sense yeah def- definitely it's it's also i i reckon it's sort of like a soft drink cider beer combination yeah. it's like everything in one it's fizzy it's um it's a bit nicer tasting on the palate, I suppose. It's a bit easier tasting as well. So I think as well, what I was just thinking when you were when you were going through the reasons why we're enjoying them, I think we're very lucky that we tried them in summer as well. Yeah, big time. Because it, it's the perfect thirst quenching. It Thinking about it, and now that you've mentioned the soft drink, it sort of reminds me of... Um, I don't know when you used to finish cricket back in the day, if you got a soft drink afterwards, but I used to gravitate towards a solo for that yeah. first quenching taste. So it's to me, sours, yeah, bloody oath. <laughs> Almost as fast as my right arms over the weekends. <laughs> yeah, good. I think as well, um, they're like, I, I know that a lot of beer nerds and stuff like that really enjoy them as well. Cause they are so there's so many different crazy combinations and flavors and different layers. Like I know even talking to, when we went to Helios talking to Charlie, he's like, you know, some are really balanced with this and that. Like I had no idea what he was talking mm-hmm. about, but there's, there's a lot to love for like people yeah. who are really into their beer as well. So they're not really like polarizing. I feel like there are the odd people who don't enjoy them, but most people um, really love to get around them. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, from my, limited research um so as the name implied these beers are brewed intentionally acidic um tart or sour due to the use of wild yeast and all bacteria strains um so sour beers vary wild 
vary wildly in flavor and intensity, bacteria and wild yeast would normally be a no-no in traditional brewing processes. So I think with your normal beer, like your lager and sort of thing, bacteria is like, it like literally wrecks the beer. But yeah. with, with the sours, that's actually what gives it its sour taste. So it's like the acidity levels in the okay. beer, which obviously give it the sour taste. Um, so it's different types of bacteria that are used for different ones. And there was all these big long names and stuff that I'm not even going to try and try and um, yeah. pronounce. But yeah, as, as a part of the brewing process, they create um, lactic acid and acetic acid, which I think is vinegar. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's sort of what gives it the sour taste and how it's different to um, all other beers, which is pretty cool. It's pretty, uh, pretty interesting because I know from uh, different brewery tours we've been on ourselves or even way back in school when we went on the brewery tour for a business thing, uh, the main thing, that, and also from my old band telling me what used to happen, the main thing that I've always known about breweries or sort of the understanding of is the, the cleanliness side of things to avoid having your bacteria and all that. Like I know good old uh, Isaac Wood, Woody used to do some homebrew and uh, he said, you know, a little bit of air got in and some bacteria started creating and that was 20 litres of beer down the drain straight away. So I'm, I'm wondering, I don't know if it's in your research or not, but it sounds like a sour was accidentally created almost. By yeah. Well, I, sh- I, I haven't covered it off, funnily enough, um, oh, but it could oh. have been. But something that, I, and I haven't put it in my notes here, but like something that I had read, I actually read a lot of blog posts from different brewers and breweries and stuff like that. And they were all saying that they've got to be really careful when they brew their sours because they can cross-contaminate their other beers. Like if there's wild bacteria and stuff. Oh, cha cha. Um, Sorry. That's all right. Yeah, if there's wild yeast and things like that within the brewery, they can it can spread to their other beers and wreck their other brews. So it's pretty cool um, when you think about it. It's like, yeah, bacteria that we're not supposed to drink, but that's what makes it so good. Mm. That is very interesting, actually. Um, I suppose we keep getting a little bit sidetracked at the moment, um, having two of our favourite sours. Yeah, usually we would be reviewing but, beers if we were having beers together, but we yeah. also both, I'm on the colonial southwest and yeah, uh i can see you're on the brooklyn Bears. yeah we're both very well acquainted with these two sours and they're both yeah. 10 out of 10 i reckon yeah definitely there's a reason why they've both featured as uh beers of the week so yeah exactly right and that, that these are becoming a staple in my diet as well almost every time i go to the bottle i just grab another six pack definitely i was at the bottle yesterday and the first thing i said was oh <laughs> Where's the sour selection? Uh, they didn't really have much either, and I was sort of disappointed. So I think that speaks volumes about where these beers sit for myself and us, I suppose. Like, they are such a tasty little treat. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sorry to sorry to sidetrack there. It's interesting then that, um, you know, they encourage the, the growth of bacteria, but it is such a, a high risk, it sounds like. Like yeah, would, I think um, so. Like, and we'll get it, get into it a little bit later when, like, I'll talk about the brewing process. It's in itself a little bit, um, but yeah, it seems like it's it's can get really out of hand and wreck shit. But yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I'm pretty sure these ones. I know yours is a sour ale. I think this is the same as yeah. well. There's different types of sour. So you've got the goza, yeah, um, and I've just got a yep. little 
little like blurb about them. So Goza is a top fermenting beer, which originated in Germany, um, which in addition to its sourness is characterized by the use of salt uh, to provide a distinct flavor. So I'm trying to think of it. I've okay. got, I've had a, uh, the, that water bomb one from Black Ops yeah. <coughs> was a watermelon Goza. So I think we've had a few yeah. of those as well, which I, big fan i'm trying to think what other ones i've had Cuc- cucumber and mint one of jay's yeah. favorites the cucumber the black, and mint by black, the ops. black ops yeah now that you mention it like uh, to me gozers aren't the most sour sours mm. and oh, i didn't actually know they had some salt introduced to yeah them, but that sort of sort of makes a bit of sense um probably the salt balancing out the acidity i suppose mm. making it a bit and i think that's less- what makes again i don't know much about beers or sours but i think that's what makes a good sour is one that's quite balanced you know what i mean like even that mm. the bel-air one's like it's almost sweet but then when it finishes off it's like really tart and i don't know that i find yeah. the second one of those bel-air sours actually goes down easier than the first well definitely i want my second right now and i'm halfway <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know what time we started recording but we're not very far in i'd say under 10 <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes <laughs> and Clutty's on bit number two been a hard yeah, day at work though oh it has been it has been but Mate, and that's why let's see i was perfect for yeah uh, after a hard day at work you know oh, i'm feeling so already. punch one out you're working two jobs at the moment man it's crazy yeah that's all right yeah who knew <laughs> someone's got to do it knew. the only bloke that's yeah. busier during the, the coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck smashing meat and packing fucking shelving so yeah, oh, someone's got to do oh, essential workers yeah exactly Exactly. Essentially, uh, supplying my beer habits, I suppose. Yeah. At least I can buy piss during this time. So yeah, the sour habits. We'll make for some good virtual podcasts and virtual beers. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So uh, then, so we had the Goza. What was the next? Yeah, we've also there? got the Berliner Weiss. Um, so a tarty, yeah. cloudy German beer, typically around three percent alcohol and often uh, alcoholic volume, and often served with a fruity syrup. Um, it's yep. a good entry level point into the world of sours. I know, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of these ones, like the wheat beer. Um, I'm not either, to be honest. Yeah, I uh, actually did have one of my first ones was the, I'm trying to think, it was the Wayward one. I can't think what it's called, the pink can. I just had a look at the raspberry one, raspberry yeah. Berlin wheat. Yeah. 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 Now that's, that was probably my first one that I had as well of the, uh, of the Berlin, oh, sorry. Yeah. Berlin and Weiss, I think. I don't know. That's, I don't know if yeah. that's how you say it. That's how it's written. Yeah, that's Zoom that's in. where we're at. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking crucify me. But yeah, no, I agree. Um, that was the first one of its type that I had. Um, was the Wayward one. And look, Wayward do amazing beers. We covered yeah. them. Um, we covered a few of their beers when we did our burger, burger eating day. Um, they got awesome beers. Yeah, exactly. So um. They got awesome beers, but that was that was my first one of their beers they had, um, and I'm glad it wasn't my last because yeah, I, I'm just not a fan of the wheat, and I know a few a few members of the group, um, if I remember correctly, Shep Tim Shepard, uh, Jeeps man, his first sour he had was one of those ones, the Wayward one. I think Jackson um, was well. Jackson Buckley. Yeah, and Shep wasn't a big fan. I don't think Buck was a big fan either. Um, and, you know, we suggested a couple, or we suggested these two, actually, that <laughs> we're drinking now, um, and sort of pulled them around a bit. So it's funny they say it's a good entry-level one because 
for myself, my expectation for a sour when I first looked up sour was, oh, I'm going to be eating a warhead. Like See, a, that's, a, it's funny though, because I think it was my, my first sour and I actually really enjoyed it. I was like, holy shit, this is so good. But maybe it was just because it was, because I've had it again since and sort of been like a bit uh, unsure mm. about it. And I think maybe it's just because it was, I'd never had a sour, I'd never had anything like it. I was like, oh yeah. my God, this is, you know what I mean? And then after tasting a few of the other ones, I think it's just the style. I don't like wheat beer in general, like just not yeah. sours either. So it's, it's, it's probably just that, but like, we don't want to talk down on it because I, I enjoyed it the first time I had it, but I probably wouldn't have it again when I could have something like this. Um, yeah. But then we've also got a Flanders red ale. Now I haven't actually seen any of these mm. in any bottle shops here, um, but everywhere I looked online, it seemed to mention it. So I felt like we probably should. There's a few other ones that I haven't mentioned just because okay. they seemed a bit random. Maybe they're from, I don't know overseas i don't even know what websites i was getting half this stuff from but yeah so it's sometimes referred to as a uh, flemish red these belgian beers with a distinctive red hue are fermented with brewer's yeast and aged in oak barrels until mature so i don't know if I've, if you've had any of them bro we have had one of the, i just did a quick search we have had one of these on matson's podcast oh really which one do you remember that the um See if I can get a picture of it up here. It's it was the Fathom beer aged in French oak barrels. Oh yeah, Jay bought it. Jay bought yes, it. This bad I do boy here. That. I think I have now, it on my fridge. I'm not a fan of these beers. Um, the thing of so we've had a couple on tap at work. Uh, now obviously working at a bar, you're meant to be selling your stock. Um, you're going to try and get rid of it, but you're also meant to be pushing shit that you like. And yeah, providing you don't want your a artist. customer to have a bad beer and not enjoy yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, this was a real sore point for me, I suppose, um, behind the bar was on one end, I'm trying to clear stock, I'm trying to sell this beer, but on the other end, I don't want people to not enjoy it because it's honestly such a different tasting beer. Mm. On, I think maybe as 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 wankerish as it sounds, but as we get older, maybe as the palate develops a bit more, it's, yeah. it's it might become a nicer beer. Another thing for me though is I enjoy just sitting down and smashing a beer quickly. I feel yeah. like this might be better to sit on. So, sort of a different occasion. Yeah. Exactly. Like one of the ones that we had at work, it tasted, um, it was barrel, obviously barrel age because that's what it is. I didn't know it was called a Flanders Red Ale. Yeah, um, no, no, no. But yeah, so we we had it there and it was it was weird. It tasted like Southern Comfort oh. and it, it's just really sweet, but it's, yeah, it's not sour I, I wouldn't call it sour i call it incredibly sweet so it's got that to me it tasted like southern comfort i don't yeah, know sure. if all of them taste the same but i've had another one that tasted sort of similar but one that jay brought that wasn't too bad yeah, it wasn't that was too bad, hey, yeah. one. but i wouldn't be able to have a lot of them so yeah as i said maybe i think that would be one to yeah so maybe it's it's one of the li- like a bit more not a sour ones like it's um it's probably sour by definition because of how it's brewed yeah. or whatever but it didn't really yeah. have that sour taste. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is an American sour ale, which I'm pretty sure is what both of the ones we're drinking are, the Southwest Sour and the Bel Air Sour. Um, so yeah, they're US yeah. sour beers um, typified by the unusual strains of bacteria and yeast to brew them. So I think 
we'll get into like how they're brewed and stuff a bit later but I think what happens is with most sour ales is they actually start with like a normal brew process and then they add in bacteria at a certain step so like a sour ale you know is started off the same way that like a pale ale started and then instead of going one way they add the bacteria to make it sour so yeah true that is very interesting I do think though that they're that's <clears throat> they're the ones I like the best, the sour ales. I was, did a bit of research, like after mm. I read this, I was like, oh, because we both like the um those brew haha sours. Um, yep. I they... checked and they're they're both like sour ales as well. Yeah. yeah so okay. I reckon, although they say the Berliner Wheat is a good place to start, and some people might like them. We if you like wheat beers, you probably like them. But I reckon yeah. if you're gonna have a crack, we've said it a hundred times. These ones brew ha, but yeah, look out for a um a sour ale. I think. Yeah, most definitely. I think when you're going in, like as I said, my expectation for a sour beer was, I, I it's going to be sour. It's going to be like a warhead. Um, so obviously, by the by the sounds of things, these American sour ales are just that. Yeah, sour. So, um, funnily enough, just having a just having a quick look on here, I typed in American sour ale, and yeah, you got Colonial. You've got that Green Beacon Seven Bells. Mm-hmm. That was one actually I didn't enjoy. The passion for once. Is that the passion for yeah. one? Yeah, I yeah, had it's that. The purple cam. I feel like people have gone either way with that one. They've either been yeah. like, yeah, it's sick, or no, nah, I'm not a fan. When I first had it, I wasn't a big fan. Um, I had it off tap and I had it there. And yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. But I think since getting into this a bit more, I have enjoyed it thoroughly. Um whether that's just me being a beer wanker or the yeah, palate evolving, anything like that. Exactly. But I, I just really enjoyed it. So, yeah. No, so, that's, um, they're the ones you've looked into. Yeah. I, well, the, yeah, there was a few other ones, but they seemed pretty random. And just from mm. – I'm probably wrong as well. They probably are in all the bottles and stuff. But, like, those sort of four stood out as the ones that I've seen quite a bit, if that makes sense. So, I thought – yeah, yeah. Brizzy, they're probably the ones you'll find at the bottle shops. So made sense to cover them. Um, yeah, definitely. So apparently sours actually aren't easy to brew. They're actually really difficult to brew. Um, and okay. in many ways, they go against all traditional brewing procedures, um, which as I said before, focus on like keeping bacteria, wild yeast completely out of the brewing process. So there's two yeah. different ways, two main ways you can brew a sour beer. And it essentially comes down to how it's sort of mixed either in metal or wood so the first one is a kettle sour which means it's in like brewed in metal um it's a more streamlined safer safer way to brew um so like it's easy to keep your hygiene in check and sort of keep keep on top of the bacteria and stuff from what i've read so apparently the normal brew process is followed so you what they call mash in wheat and barley which i think is mix that together and it produces Mm. wort which is what yeah. then it's like a liquid, which is used to brew. Um, so they yeah. mash in the wheat and the barley and then run the wort off into the metal kettle. And then okay. usually they'd boil that and add in the hops. But instead, um, if they're brewing a sour at that point, they'll sterilize the wort. They'll bring it to a temperature to sterilize it, cool it to 40 degrees, which is the perfect temperature for bacteria and like wild yeast and stuff to thrive and survive. And then they'll add in their own different types of bacteria and let it sit within there from 24 to 48 hours to develop the sour taste. So literally, instead of like boiling it off, adding in the hops, they pause it, make the perfect environment for 
bacteria to like live and grow, add their bacteria in, which develops a sour taste over a couple of days, and then add the hops in and send it off to the fermenter to ferment, which is like the normal that's, brew process. That's crazy, man. It, it literally sounds like like a, a foodie's worst nightmare, like a kitchen's yeah. worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's uh-huh. like dirty. Exactly. Like you're always told, you know, the food danger zones between five and 65 degrees. Yeah. So like, And they've got it at 40. The facts, exactly. <laughs> the fact that they're putting it right smack bang in the middle there yeah. to actively grow those different bacterial cultures and stuff. That's, that's insane. So, so I think for it, those, it really, yeah. I was going to say, oh, I sorry, think for like I was, a, yeah. a kettle sour. So when they introduce it, they actually like propagate this, the um, bacteria themselves. So they grow it in like, whatever i don't know how the fuck they do it but they have their own sort of you know what i mean they can use different bacteria and stuff yeah a little like cultures and stuff yeah. to change the taste you know i mean like the, i don't know this one makes it this and that one makes it that so mm. i think that's the more um sort of control way to do it um yeah. but the other way to do it is to barrel age brew it which is in wood um so barrel sours are the original sour beers and follow a traditional brewing method of cultivating the bacteria needed uh sorry, the, the bacteria that is needed is grown actually in the wood of the barrels. So the bacteria is allowed to run wild, um, cultivating its own unique and highly nuanced flavors. So essentially they're a lot harder to control. Instead of breweries introducing their own bacteria um, into the kettle, they have open fermenters, which they fill up with over hundreds of years of good microflora from the brewery. So it's literally just like, instead of, uh, cooling it down to 40 degrees and putting in your own bacteria, you're literally just letting it sit in a wooden barrel, which is like old and covered in bacteria. Yeah. So essentially, it's the bacteria that's in the wood of the barrels that makes it sour rather than something they've developed themselves. Um, so with this one, there comes like a really, really high risk of cross-contamination. Um, yeah. And like the brew can also go crazy, but it also um, can lead to some pretty crazy flavors. So that's pretty cool. That is interesting. You know, if you were to tell me that, then I'm like, oh yeah, this is a beer that you know we just fucking it, we let it sit and then it grows in a, in a wooden barrel. And, yeah, yeah, in a wooden barrel, I'd be like, yeah, no, goodbye for now. And yeah, well, that must go be see my way one. out of it. But, that fathom yeah. one that we had must have been been um, brewed in a wooden barrel, which is pretty so cool. It's like a tradition. Yeah, that's that's pretty sick. Um, yeah, the fact that you put it in the wooden barrel, let it age, like that's just a, and they're sticking to that. Yeah, sort of traditional way of brewing beer is that's pretty cool and unique. So I read that Black Ops, because they started in what they call their HQ, which is like a pretty small building. They've done a couple yep. of brews like that in there, but they won't do it at they built another brewery in Tap Room, which is much bigger, and they won't do it there because they're scared if it gets out of control, it'll like ruin too much stock, which is pretty crazy. That's and I yeah, also that's read insane. that Black Ops use inner health plus capsules, which you can get from the chemist and apple juice, among a few other things, to propagate their bacteria for their kettle sours. Jeez, that is so scat. Pretty scat. scat. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. Have you had your Red Health Plus today? <laughs> <laughs> had 400 uh, Black Ops sours. Yes. So basically, yeah, what you're trying to say is if you're watching your health, go to Black Ops and grab some of their sours because it's full of inner health plus. Exactly. Basically, awesome. if you're watching your health you. in general is just to drink sour beer. Drinks our beer. Good bacteria. Yeah, body oat. Oh, it sounds like a possible COVID-19 cure. <laughs> Head down to your local tap room. Not confirmed, but... 
Ocular track. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can run some content with that coming up. The cure, yeah. to, the cure to COVID is in here. <laughs> yeah, fuck, can't be any worse than the American evangelists blowing COVID away. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not going there. Oh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> but that's, a, that's another time. <laughs> yeah, but, so yeah just, sweet. So, yeah, please I guess, continue. Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty much all I've done in terms of research. But I guess... um. Yeah, the thing that makes sour beer sour is actually dirty bacteria, which is not normally uh, encouraged in brewing, but it's actually what they use to make the flavours. And it's pretty cool when you think about it that they use different strains of bacteria and stuff to create different flavours, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, definitely. That's It's something very like unique. Like The fact that there's such a high risk as well, I'm wondering maybe if that's why um charlie from helios hasn't done one expanded yeah. into it you know because yeah. it sounds as though for small breweries if you're to fuck it up ooh, yeah that's actually true guys i was just playing with my yeah. things oh, at the top of my can put you put you cracking another bevy um <laughs> but yeah i it, it sounds as though you know like there's such a high risk there so maybe some of them don't want to but Sours seem to be an incredibly popular thing at the moment. And, you know, if you want to stay with the trends and keep those sales booming, you got to. Because Jay mentioned that Jay mentioned that they might be doing a sour. So I don't know if that's still happening, but I think he said he went in there and spoke to Tony or something. So have to wait and see. That'd be awesome. Yeah, they do good beers. That'd be very good. But I I think you're right. Like, I think we found um, people who aren't necessarily into craft beer, like we sort of aren't or definitely weren't before we started have really gotten around the sours, as we said, because yeah. they don't really taste like beers, easy to drink, refreshing, blah, blah, blah. But even within craft circles and stuff, like everywhere we went for like um, Bruce Vegas stuff and like any craft beer bar or bottle shop you go to, they've got a massive range of sours on. So they definitely seem to be on trend. Um, yeah. And I can definitely see why. So if you still haven't tried one, if you're listening to this now and you haven't tried one, what is wrong with you? Because we've basically been banging <laughs> on about it for like four months. Yeah. And if you're this far into the podcast, <laughs> this far into like the group, then you definitely should have tried one. Yeah, exactly. Like just get out there and have a crack, you know, and the ones that we're drinking as well, uh, just a little unpaid plug for them. The beauty about these is you get them in six packs, so it's not like your traditional crafties that come in four packs, four. and they're yeah. the same price as a four pack, basically. So, 24, yeah. 26 bucks for six of these. Yeah. Value for money. Actually, I, saw, um, time. I don't know when I'm going to release this. Hopefully, tomorrow. What day is it today? Monday. I was at uh, Black Sheep uh, in the Gap on Friday, and they had uh, strawberry and rhubarb from Brouhaha four pack for 19 bucks. It's like, oof. So, fuck. Get out there. That's another good one. While we're on the topic, top five, Klutzy, what are they? Your top five. Top five. All right. In no particular order. Uh, So, I've got two from Brouhaha first up. That's your strawberry and rhubarb. And then their limited release, watermelon and lime. I hope they do that again this year. Definitely. I think when we were up there for your birthday, the the owner was sitting there smacking them all day, uh, smacking beers all day. And then we got chatting to him and he said, you know, it was our limited release beer, but it's been our most popular limited release beer. So there's a very good chance it'll be coming back for the uh, summer of 2020. So if you guys didn't get a chance to look out for it, it sounds like they're bringing it back and it might be a 
permanent seasonal beer by the sounds of things, uh, which would be awesome. So we've got those two. Um, got the Brooklyn Bel Air Sour, which I'm smoking into. Beauty about this one is you can find and like you can find it in majority of bottle shops. Uh, funnily enough, just a little sidetrack. Brooklyn Brewery secured a contract um, maybe a year ago or under a year ago, around that time period with Forex uh, with Lion Nathan. So this, I'm fairly sure, don't quote me on it, gets brewed over here now, but you can oh, get cool. the Brooklyn Brewery beers <clears throat> a lot more accessible over here. And with that, being part of Lion Nathan, obviously a lot of venues are contracted to Lion Nathan. Um, and they do have a fair amount of shit beers, but they're going to get this into a lot yeah, of venues. I've seen so it on just tap. ask I if they it got on it. Tap at, um, what's, it's in the Valley, the Osborne. They had it on tap there. I've seen it on yeah. tap in a few places. So It's coming on tap in so many different places purely because of that. So if you go to a place that has a lot of uh, Lion Nathan beers, like 4X and shit like that, um, give them an ask if they've got this and you won't regret it. Another one, um, Southwest. Yeah, big shout out. Colonial Sour. Bloody eyes. So, oh, it's it's amazing. Um, I constantly get messages. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> um, <laughs> whoops. I, whoops. <laughs> I slept. Um, yeah, Happened I constantly again. get messages about the uh, the Colonial Sour. Uh, good old Woody from Blind Tiger. He was our, he did a review actually in the group while uh, in quarantine for having coronavirus. He's over it now. Good on him. What a legend. He sent me one today and he's like, I've seen you boys banging on about this so long. Had my first sip and oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah. I was like, sweet. That's good. Think, That's another one. I, I don't think I've spoken to, to anyone to. that hasn't enjoyed them. They are so good. Uh, Wazzy Toolis won't stop Snapchat. Yeah. She sent me She so. sent us a thing on Instagram last night. I put it on her story and tagged us. So. Should have been so stoked with that. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it's another one. Um, it's very easy drinking. Shout out to Speaks, who is the officially the third member yeah. of, our, uh, of our first up, 15. So, he, he was the one who introduced him. us to Sours. I am very glad for that. I know yeah. a lot of people are. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's number four. And number five, one which it's pretty hard to find at the moment. Um, but it can be found at Black Sheet Bottle Shops and when it reopens, Blind Tiger. Um, it's called the Face Inverter Sours. Now, it's from a little brewery down in South Australia. I forget the name. Little Bang, I think. Little, Yeah, okay. That's the one there. So uh, when we did our podcast with Joe from the Blind Tiger, he put that on. He's, he said, you know, I haven't had this yet, but I've been looking forward to it. And... With the name Face Inverter and the can as well, um, it's it makes Google you think the can. like it's it's so cool. Like it makes you think you're gonna scrunch up your face, and it does have that massively sour element to it. So if you're into if you if you like me and enjoy sucking lemons, <laughs> um, I love eating lemons. So <laughs> bit weird, but it's like that. It's literally it's like a hard lemonade. Lemon. Hey. It is. It's like yeah. a hard lemonade or, or the lemon juice that you get yeah. in a little yellow bottle. It's like that, but it gets you blind. So It's funny. I, I feel like when we 
that like when we did that podcast, I saw that everywhere and it, it now it's like gone. So maybe they just did like a really limited run of it and there's mm. none like anywhere now, but hopefully they um fire it back up and get it out of there again. Cause I, I saw it at yeah, like most blind definitely. targets and even a few other places that stock craft beers. So. Yeah, definitely. Oh shit. Sorry. I just thought of one as well. Honorable mention and probably should be in the top five. Um, Melon DeGeneres. Yeah. I was going to say that as well. We, we can't forget Melon DeGeneres. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who uh, that's from. Uh, Moondog. Yeah, Moondog. Yeah, you're right. Moondog. Moondog. Moondog did a series of mullet-related I think they just did a new a strawberry one or something. Just came out. With David Bowie or something. Yeah, I haven't like tried that. it yeah. yet. So. Yeah, so, but that's another cracking one. Honestly, like, there's a few coming to my mind now. I could go on with so many different ones group. There. there's so many people throwing reviews up in the group exactly like, go yeah. have a look at that uh but check out the beer finder as well to six. get some so. yeah electric dry hop acid test there's seven. Oh shit yeah <laughs> Paris so project. yeah there's seven to get the chinese through. the chinese tea one that looks like a wine bottle <laughs> if you've had the japanese it, tea one if you have all those seven and you still want another one send us a message and we'll recommend another one for you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Funny, actually, my cousin uh, who used to live with me, Jordana, she sent me a message a few weeks back, and she's like, "Oh, what's a what's a list of sours? Like we've been really enjoying them." And I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll get a list together. What have you already had?" And she just sent back like a list of five or six, and I was like, "Fuck!" And then I sat down and thought about it. Sent back another ten or so. Yeah. So I'm not <laughs> sure if she's got through that, but there's plenty of them out there. So yeah. definitely. Um, and we definitely haven't yeah, tried if- them all, so. Oh, just because we thing. haven't mentioned it doesn't mean it's not a good one yeah exactly so yeah I, I suppose from that if you guys don't know what you want to have or you want some recommendations chuck it up in the group swing us a message um, beer finder anything like that exactly yeah. beer finder There's anything like that plenty of recommendations yeah. out there we will throw recommendations at you like there's no tomorrow so so I reckon we're almost just over that. Well, I think we already are over the half hour, so that doesn't really matter. But we've got, we had a few Q and A's that people sent in through Instagram Clutzy. I think we've already yep. answered half of them just through the chat, but we can go back over them again. So Harry Mecca said that he wanted to learn everything. Um, I definitely don't think we covered everything, but we covered a fair yeah, bit hopefully, in there. Hopefully you've learned a little bit more about, I suppose, the four types of hours we went through. I hope um, you, did you learn something? Because like, I, I feel like I, I actually learned something. Dude, like the names, like the Flanders Red Ale. I, yeah. I honestly thought that. Uh, so in the past, like I've had a couple of Red Ales, uh, mm. like the Night Ales Amber Ale Red Ale from uh, James Squire. Mm. I've always just thought that Barrel Age Red Ales was an extension of that. I didn't realize they were a sour beer, but coming to think of it, it does have a yeah, exactly. So. Um, and the fact that, you know, it's, it's actually a dangerous beer to brew when you think about mm. it, because it could ruin your whole operation. So. Yeah. Bloody earth. Yeah. So no, it's been good. So next one um, was from Luke Plaxton. Uh, what's, what are the different brewing differences when compared with other beer types? I think we cover that. It's mainly most of, I think some of them even follow like the standard brew procedure, but it's just at that point. Um, where they cool them down to 40 degrees and let the bacteria sort of do its thing, either being introduced yeah. by them in the metal or 
like let let it run wild in the wooden barrel, which is pretty yeah, cool. So just after that mashing process. Yeah. And then Ruby Ford also said, yeah. how do they make them sour? Which again, um, bacteria. is the bacteria. Yeah. Um, oh, I actually find that pretty crazy. Um, and it makes me think when we were up at Bruhaha, mm. going back there, there again, um, how they said they use the local Mulaney strawberry yogurt. Yeah. And they add that. So that's their, obviously like yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. Now that it, didn't make that connection back then because i don't know i wouldn't think of bacteria going into a beer but um now they say it yeah yogurt's probably the perfect thing yeah to add for that situation because it'll make it sour especially so. Mulaney yogurt yogurt that's sick oh so uh this is one for you that you should be able to answer klutzy my man 83 said are they like a stone and wood <laughs> fuck no so much better um <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm not a big stone and wood fan. Uh, crucify me, but nothing like a stone and wood. Yeah, they nothing are very like, different. Nothing like a stone and wood pale ale. Sorry, I should say. Or um, even the even the um, Pacific ale, they're completely different too. Oh yeah, sorry, Pacific yeah. ale. That's what I was making. Yeah. Um, stone and wood, however, have done in their counterculture a sour yeah. before, lovely, which lovely. if you can get your hands on. Um, yeah, who asked that one again? Sorry, uh, my, his Instagram handle was my man eighty three. I don't, I'm not too sure who it was. My man eighty three. I love that. Yeah, mate. If you can um, go out there and have a look at the lovely bubbly. Uh, yeah, the lovely bubbly from Counterculture of Stone of Wood. It is. It's a rosé styled sour. Mm, so delicious. It, um, yeah, bloody awesome. So then Speaks, Sam Speakman, um, legend of the game. Um, I, this is another one that's just good for you. I believe sours are best enjoyed in the heat. How do I combat this in the winter? All right. Well, Sam, as a person who I know you love smashing beers and I know you love footy, why don't you combine those two things? Um, now, you can't give them heaps for Jeeps during winter because you're down south these days. But... Obviously, like you're a fit-looking bloke, you must work out a fair bit. Oh, I don't really know your regime these days, but you are looking pretty mighty fine. I feel as though if you have a six-pack of or four-pack of sours handy after doing exercise or something like that during winter, might be counterproductive. Who cares? It tastes good. You know, you've earned it. You've you've worked hard. You've earned it. I know Mike Oxlong, for example. Uh, He's a massive fan of sours and it's probably one of the biggest reasons why I'm disappointed footy season's been postponed down at Jeeps because that man wouldn't shut up all preseason about smashing sours down at Jeeps. So I think what I'm trying to say is you can still make yourself hot during winter, go out there or even sitting around a fire, get mm. the boys together. If it's cold, get the boys together at night. Snuggle up, get close. Up. Start a fire, exactly. Get a bit tribal and just really go for it and have some sours. That's that's fair. (laughs) Next up was Riley Tweedy. This is a tough one. Where can I get the face inverter? So I haven't seen it anywhere. And I actually sent a message Um, out to Little Bang over the weekend when I put the poll up and they didn't get back to me, which sucks. But definitely keep... I'd even follow them on Instagram or something and keep an eye for when they're restocking. But Black Sheep, all the Black Sheep locations had them for sure. Black Sheep did have them. The Blind only tiger. places I could think would have them uh, would be my beer dealer under Brisket. Yeah. 
True. Like they'd be somewhere that would have them, and maybe Craft, uh, Red Hill, or oh, even the one uh, at Stafford Stafford Tavern. That's actually massive. They might have. Yeah, it. I'll check that. They might have it as well. So those are three hotspots. But Riley Tweedy, if I'm not mistaken, that's Riley Bygraves. Um, probably the closest place to you would be, I'd say, back Brewski. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's got moment, it, be there. Yeah, and at the moment, the beauty is it's dead in Caxton Street. So mm. go park somewhere around there, head down to my beer dealer and have a look. Or swing them a message. They're fucking awesome there. So Yeah. yeah. And then the last two questions sort of go hand in hand. Steph Fitzgerald, why do they taste bad? And Rachel McDonald, why do they taste so much better than normal beer? So I'll let you answer that question and round us out. Sign us off. <sighs> Fuck. All righty. So I know Rachel doesn't like beer. Correct. And I know Steph really likes beer, but I don't know. To be perfectly honest, I feel as though for sours, and this is what I've suggested to a few people who I know who strongly dislike beer, said have a sour because it's sort of designed as that beer to have if you don't like beer. You know, it's not a traditional beer tasting... Having this, I don't taste anything like a lager. I don't taste any of the the heavy fruit. It's it's not heavy. It's very easy drinking. It's like you said, it's like a soft drink. So it gives you a buzz um, if that's what you're looking for when you're drinking. It gives you your buzz. But it's easy drinking. It just goes down so easily. And, yeah, it's literally like you're not drinking a beer. It's like you're drinking a soft drink cider. And not um, everyone's going to like them. Like, we know not everyone's going to no, like exactly. them. There's always going to be people that don't like them, so. Exactly. So, and I think, Steph, maybe the reason I, uh, I don't know, I, I'm sort of finding it weird how you as a, a person don't enjoy sours, to be honest. Maybe you haven't had the right ones, but it's saying, uh, you know, sours aren't for everyone. Um, so... It's like with anything, you know, I'm not a, I don't like wine. I'm not really a big wine drinker. You don't like Stone and Wood? Um, exactly. I don't like Stone and Wood. Stone and Wood Pacific Ale, which was voted number one craft beer on the Gab's Hottest 100 for 2019. I would not rate in my top 100 beers, probably top 200 beers. Like I, I literally, I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> that, but that's my personal opinion yeah that's it you know? I, I, reckon so it's Steph, like, I reckon Steph should try the Southwest Sour if she doesn't like it they're probably not for her yeah exactly so look Steph we are meant to be isolating at the moment um, but Anastasia said it's sweet to have another two people around so look maybe come get on the source with myself and Aaron or myself and Dars. And uh, we'll introduce you to a couple of uh, sours. If you don't like them, that's sweet. Um, I do know, well, actually thinking about it, seems pretty logical, but the people I know that don't enjoy sours are the people that don't enjoy things like lemon and sour lollies. Like it's... Makes sense. It's, yeah, exactly. So look, that might not be you. Uh, if, if it's not, there's no shame in that. I'm not going to judge you any differently. <laughs> plenty of other beers out there. Yeah, exactly. It's plenty of other beers out there. So, I think, yeah, 
at the end of the day, stick to your guns, stick to what you enjoy the most. But um, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I I can't answer that any better. But I reckon you nailed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. All right. Thank you. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to sign us off? I think we're a little bit over the half hour, but what are we going to do? We do everything half-assed anyway. Don't yeah, we? exactly. Well, guys, uh, yeah, exactly. We do a lot of things half-assed, just like beer of the week with the furphy. So. Apologies. <laughs> um, yeah, apologies. Yeah, uh, more into that. If you've made it this far, I will be doing something about that um, to make up for it. So hopefully you enjoy what I've got playing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so guys, thanks for tuning in. If you've made it this far, uh, you've been crushing tins in the little bit more than half hour of sour with Darcy and Klutz. We'll try and get some more things out to you. Let us know, either message us or comment on this post about what type of beer you want next or if there's something that you guys want us to try cover and cover off. in the podcast. So, um, yeah, got a couple of different ideas, but... We'd love your feedback just to see exactly what you guys want. So once again, thank you for tuning in to Bloody Brilliant Beers, Crushing Tins with Clots and Dust. And guys, as always, remember to give them heaps. Bye for now. <laughs> the podcast this week is brought to you by Domino's. It is brought to you by Domino's. Now, as you know, Clots and I have been hard training for the Boxing Royale, which took place over the weekend. Domino's hit us up today and we're like, we've got a bit of a reward, boys, for all your hard work. We really want you to treat yourself this week. So they've come to us with a new code for us to share, but we thought, you know, let's share it with the frothies as well. Why not? Like they didn't specify saying that it's not for everyone else. Yep. Now the code is BBBB. There's four Bs. Just, Just, I wanted to like, just emphasize that to make sure people know I'm serious. Four Bs, WK. Okay. Which stands for Boost Week, basically. Ooh, lovely. BBB Boost week? week. So for this week only, until Sunday, you can get one pizza for 30% off, two pizzas for 40% off, or three pizzas for 50% off Holy using shit. that code. That's fucking incredible. It is fucking incredible, Josh. It's so good. And I think we have earned a lot of pizzas. Yeah, I might have 50,000 pizzas this week just to make up for it. Yeah, what? So that's like... You're only going to pay for like 25,000 of us. Yeah, so we're essentially making money. Yeah, exactly. You're 25,000 pieces for free. When you do bike maths, it's essentially you're eating for free for the rest of your life. The more you eat, the more you make. Fucking oath. So if you want to make money this week, go to Domino's and use the code BBBBWK. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 